Hemp wanted. That's the message Kentucky is sending as its two U.S. senators work to deregulate it. We're going to discuss why farmers like hemp as a crop and what commodities can be made from it. Stay with us. This is Inquire. For the Mystery Inquirer, I'm Don Wilkins, and joining me this week are McLean County News Reporter and Editor Seth Dukes and Mystery Inquirer County Government Reporter Jacob Dick. Our granddaddy raised hemp, okay? We all remember during the war that the government encouraged uh, even local farmers here in Kentucky to, to grow hemp for rope and materials. So the hemp plant, as uh, far as I'm concerned, it got hijacked in the marijuana uh, situation. Uh, you know, they took the plant and learned how to breed it to get high THC, and that particular plant is just not what we're doing. The state is adamant on the THC level, it has to be lower than three parts per million. And the consequences are, if you don't do that, then your your crop gets destroyed. And uh, it's a very expensive uh, transplant to plant. And you don't put your time and labor in it, you certainly don't want to lose your crop. So there's no incentive to cheat in growing hemp uh, and and, turn it into the marijuana plant. So uh, I think that's been the biggest myth that you try to compare this hemp plant with marijuana. And uh, I don't have the science or biology background to get into discussion about the cannabis plant, but you know, Kentucky's intent is to grow the hemp plant. And that was McLean County hemp grower Charlie Mann talking about his operation. And now, Seth, you recently talked to Mr. Mann and, and did a story about his hemp operation. So talk about how you learned about uh, Charlie Mann and, and, and how he uh, became to be you know, a local hemp grower. Well, according to the Kentucky Department of Agriculture, McLean County is among 73 Kentucky counties producing hemp. So I really just asked around to see if anyone knew who in the area was growing hemp and I found Charlie who has an organic compost business and organic compost is what led the hemp folks to approach him because that's a very desirable trait in hemp production. So he has a background in banking and he saw a potential for a profit and it lined up well with the business he was already doing and that's how he got involved. So that's interesting because he's not a I guess a typical farmer uh, by definition. So, you know, talk about what Charlie, you know, said about why he got into it and what drew him into uh, growing hemp. Well, he really just appreciates the benefits that can be provided from it. Uh, the, the, the hemp that he produces goes to make CBD oil. And in his words, he says anything that can help someone that he can play a role in, he's he's all about. And it just kind of fit right in with his organic compost business. He already had the land to do it, and he already had the compost. And it's a pretty simple growing process, so everything just lined up for him. 
So how much is he uh, producing right now? Several acres. His his farm is quite widespread. He got he has a large area that he uses not only for hemp production, but also where he spreads his organic compost, and he has some chickens as well. So he had the land available to do it, and he's got several acres that he uses explicitly for hemp production. So when you were talking to him, did he indicate, you know, how this is going for him? Is it is it profitable for him right now? Yeah, it's profitable for him. He had a very positive outlook on it, and really every part of the hemp that he grows is used except for the stalk, which which he can use himself as part of his compost business. Uh, the leaves and every part of it um, is processed, and he's able to make a profit off of that. So, you know, you went out there and, and walked around and with him in his field and everything, and if, and if you didn't know it, you know, it was just being grown for for him, would you would you have thought it was the illegal kind of, of, of cannabis? At a distance, maybe perhaps, but there's really not a smell. I don't have the most reliable sinus in the world, but I couldn't smell anything. And there's a there's a large amount of plants out there, so I feel if there was a, a smell, you would certainly know it. As far as whether it looks like marijuana, it, it doesn't have the typical bud that you would see. It does have a bud. Most marijuana strains have been bred in such a way to make the flowering bud very apparent and that's the most desirable trait of that. Whereas hemp, the most desirable trait is just, for him at least, getting the most CBD out of the product as possible rather than breeding it for THC content. Now, how many, as far as the, the state in of itself, um, how many acres are being grown and what's the potential out there? Well, 16,100 acres were approved to grow hemp, but only 3,200 acres were actually used to grow industrial hemp in 2017, and that's according to the Kentucky Department of Agriculture. But I think that these numbers will grow as more people understand that it's really similar to growing tobacco, and a lot of tobacco farmers can use this to sort of pad their pockets, and with a similar growing technique, they already have a lot of the experience that they would need to grow this product as well. Yeah, and, I, and I've read stories where tobacco farmers are actually maybe switching over to, to hemp, and especially if if we deregulate it at the federal level, you'll see more and more farmers, uh, I would guess, uh, who, who will get more into hemp and maybe even do less less tobacco. So, so we'll see, and that's what we're going to get into here next as far as the deregulation of hemp at the federal level. So today we're introducing the Hemp Farming Act of 2018. It will build on the success of recent pilot programs and take a big step toward growth and more innovation. As I travel across Kentucky, I've spoken with farmers, manufacturers, and small business owners. <coughs> Time and again, they shared with me their enthusiasm for hemp's potential to re-energize agricultural communities and provide a new spark to the U.S. economy. This bill will help make that potential a reality. But first, let's remember how we got to this point. In 2014, I secured language in the Farm Bill that established hemp pilot programs in states that allow hemp research. The results have been extraordinary in Kentucky. Hemp is proving useful across a wide variety of innovative products. Already, in fact, around $600 million in hemp products are sold each year here in the U.S. But due to current laws, much of this hemp has to be imported. That cuts out our American farmers. 
it's time for that to change. The legislation we're introducing today will solve this problem <clears throat> and get the federal government out of the way of this promising market. The Hemp Farming Act of 2018 will do the following. First and foremost, our bill will finally legalize hemp and remove it from the list of controlled substances. By recognizing the difference in statute between hemp and its illicit cousin, we can remove much of the confusion facing farmers, producers, and state agencies. Second, the legislation will allow states to become the primary regulators of hemp if they can develop a plan to properly monitor its production. Kentucky Agriculture Commissioner Quarles is a strong supporter of hemp and its potential. And under his guidance, the industry is already growing and maturing in Kentucky through the pilot program. He and state leaders like him around the country are well positioned to develop their own policies and take the industry to the next level. If states are unable or choose not to create their own regulatory plan, the U.S. Department of Agriculture and that was U.S. Senator Mitch McConnell giving an update on the push to deregulate hemp at the federal level. Now, Jacob, now you're with us now to talk about some of your reporting that you've done on hemp, and and your reporting went into some of the federal uh, things that are going on uh, to deregulate it. Um, so, so can you talk about? Uh, you know what's being done there, and the and the and senators uh, Rand Paul and and Mitch McConnell, what they're doing at the federal level to try to get this deregulated, and why are they trying to do it? Um, well, if we want to first talk about, you know, why hemp needs to be deregu deregulated in the first place, it goes back to the uh, 1937 Marijuana Tax Act, which made all cannabis cultivation in the United States illegal and th there's a couple different theories you can get somewhere else why um, a, a country that needed hemp for its uh, especially navy purposes um, why it, it made it illegal but um, if we look at what is happening uh, today um, basically they, they kind of have deregulated hemp into an industry like any other um, commodity with, with the newest farm bill um, with a provision that Mitch McConnell introduced um, earlier this year, and it has uh, been passed. Right now, Kentucky, though, is part of this pilot program, and right now they are trying to do more uh, where, where just anybody can start growing hemp. As you know, if a farmer wanted to start, like, like to grow corn, they can. Th this would be available to anyone who would want to just start growing hemp. Is that what they're trying to get passed right now, to decriminalize it, in other words? The uh, I, I think they're trying to uh, shift away from what they had been doing, which was a, a research program. It was part of the 2014 um, Farm Bill, which set up kind of a uh, uh, a pilot uh, program, as we've been calling it, underneath the Kentucky Department of Agriculture. And uh, each year, um, they have increased the amount of acres that, that people in that program have been allowed to grow. It started with 33 acres in 2014. And it's topped off at 12,800 acres in 2017, but I don't know that anyone has actually used that max amount on a farm. Um, but but basically, they're having to um, test each of their crops that come out 
there's only um, certain industries that they're allowed to sell it to. And, um, you know, some of the farmers I've, I've talked to uh, have said just, just the way that the industry is right now, there's not a lot of um, industries that can sell their product to other than making it into things like CBD oil. So and you talked to uh, a farmer out of Hancock County. Um, what did he have to say about why he got into hemp and how, you know, he plans to, to use it? Well, he, he didn't necessarily get into this aspect, but Kentucky kind of already has a, a past with people being, um, you know, either used to, to growing hemp or now it's probably the older generations of passed down stories to people about their uh, about their times raising hemp. Um, but during World War II, whenever we were trying to um, increase our, our Navy, um, we needed hemp and our supplies were cut off from places like Italy. So they actually started programs in states like Kentucky that were perfect for growing hemp. Um, so he, uh, he told me that he got into the um, farming hemp again um, because it, it was something that he was interested in, but also because it, it seemed like a, a future for agriculture. It seemed like a way uh, to use land that had kind of uh, become uh, stagnant after the tobacco buyout and, and start uh, an industry here again. And the way I understand this, hemp was made actually illegal to grow without a permit in the U.S. under the Controlled Substance Act, passed in 1970 because of its relation to marijuana. Um, yes, yeah, uh, cannabis that we think of as marijuana and, and cannabis that is hemp are uh, part of the same family, and they're actually very, very close. Um, so, you know, some some would say in the uh, hysteria that was reefer madness that it got wrapped up. Other people, you know, say that there was a reason that it needed to be um, made illegal, but they they at the time that... The prohibition on cannabis was being passed. They were very much lumped together as one plant. And right now, is that what's going on at the federal level? Is to get this out of the Controlled Substance Act? Right. Um, they hemp was uh, lumped together as a Schedule One uh, narcotic after uh, after that act, and so uh, now I think they're trying to um, un unwound some of those regulations and treat it just like any other commodity and and i understand did you ever find out about the instance whenever they try to bring because the, the original hemp seeds that came over for the pilot program came from canada right they came from uh, italy actually i i found out that italy um it still has a, a large culture in cultivating hemp um, although canada also um, most of our hemp products are exported from Canada, so they too have um, hemp cultivation. But that that uh, instance that we were talking about, I believe it happened in uh, 2014. But um, there was a number of uh, pounds of seeds that were coming from Italy that were stopped at the Louisville airport by the DEA, and they're actually flagged by Homeland Security, um, and and it caused kind of a of an uh, uproar because um, Thomas Massey in the house, he even made a floor speech about um, you can buy a granola bar with hemp seeds in it, and uh, that's perfectly legal, but we've, we've passed this farm bill that allows people to grow this plant, and we can't even get the seeds to them. And 
Um, I think that really set the tone, at least uh, for for the House and the Senate, that uh, maybe we need to put a little muscle behind this if this is something we're serious about. So what sort of uh, products can be made from hemp? Um, there are a, a couple of the traditional products that we could probably guess, and then there's a few things that are kind of experimental, but the the real trend right now is um, CBD oil. CBD is a compound found in cannabis and mostly hemp, and uh, people use it for tinctures, lotions. It's it's supposed to help with inflammation and a number of other things, and it's currently um, not regulated by the FDA, so you can buy it over the counter as a supplement or something like that. Um, there is the traditional idea of, of hemp rope and fabrics. Uh, you can buy cloth and, um, you know, I, I've seen a few uh, hemp uh, garments or, or like sweatshirts and they're kind of scratchy but apparently they're getting better out of uh, making them into what we would think of as like proper clothing um there is uh, hemp plastics that uh, people are making and um, hemp is really popular because it's a really good source of uh, protein vegans are using it for uh you know protein and that yeah now that now that is, is is surprising to me and um, and I know, you know, we talked about how if you use some of that lotion, uh, if you're going into an interview, you might not want to, to use it because it does have the smell of, of maybe anybody who's ever smelled marijuana before, right? Yeah, if you weren't familiar with it, you would, you might think so, at least the the product that I'd try. But uh, it my, mine was the, the kind that I tried was probably fresh from the source, but it was it was very earthy. <laughs> so are you getting a sense of how likely the hemp will be deregulated at the federal level? I mean, if you have Mitch McConnell behind it, I mean, you know, he's the highest ranking senator um, in the Senate. So you would think with his backing, along with Senator Paul, you know, this, that this will eventually all be deregulated. Um, I mean, I, I think it, it kind of is. Uh, what What they really did with the farm bill is they put it, um, put the purview of controlling um, the hemp industry like any other commodity under the purview of each state's Department of Agriculture. So instead of uh, you having to get a license under a certain federally regulated but state mandated program, now this like just like the state would say um, you're allowed this a certain amount of tobacco under this regulation or um, we would really prefer you to grow this much wheat if you want to partake in this certain USDA program. It's going to be the same way with hemp. Um, so on on the federal level, I would, at least in in my research, I would say it is deregulated. It'll be up to the states now to decide if they're going to um, set give farmers the resources they need to, to make this an industry in their state. So if you or I wanted... You know, just to grow some hemp in our backyard, can we do it? Um, if if you and I wanted to, yeah. If, if like I, like like now, I'm growing some tomatoes in my backyard. Can I go out and grow some hemp? It depends on if you want to sell it or not. If if you uh, for you, personal you use, I'm, all, it, I'm, I'm 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 fine. Is what you're telling me? Yeah, I believe so. You could probably make some rope if you, as long as you didn't want to sell it to anybody. All right, all right. Well, well Jacob and Seth. Thank you for joining us this week.
And that will wrap up our show for this week. I want to thank County Government Reporter Jacob Dick and McLean County Reporter and Editor Seth Dukes for joining me. To send us questions or provide feedback, email us at newscasts at messenger-inquire.com. Remember, you can find us on the Messenger Inquirer's website, its mobile app, and iTunes, where you can subscribe to Inquire. Until next time, I'm Don Wilkinson. Good day for Inquire.